the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. 77 and 48 is now the Royals record. They keep on keeping on. That's eight of their last 10. That's two in a row on this brief four-game homestand over the Baltimore Orioles. Tonight, 3-2, to two, the Royals emerge victorious. As it's Davo, glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation, where Baltimore drops below 500 now and two and a half out of that second wild card, falling to 62-63. and 63. And the Royals sweep this series, get the next two. They effectively will knock Baltimore realistically out of that wild card chase when you consider that you've got the Rangers in there and the Twins in there and the Blue Jays and the Angels on and on. Lots of teams vying for two spots and Baltimore, you know, after getting swept by the Twins, cannot afford the same fortune from the Royals. We'll see what happens. We'll preview the final two games of the series and tell you what we do think will happen. We'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. But first, we break this one down. And it was tempting to give our player of the game tonight to Kendrys Morales. Morales, a huge second-inning home run, number 14 on the year. Then he walked twice tonight as well. So I just about gave it to Kendrys. But let's give some love to Lorenzo Cain tonight and give Lo Cain player of the game. He went one for four with a run scored. But more than that, it was the base running. That play in the third inning that allowed the Royals to get those two runs that ended up being the difference in this ballgame. To recap, Alcides Escobar, a single to center field. Ben Zobras walks. Then Lorenzo Cain singles to right field. So you've got first and third for the Royals with one out. Eric Cosmer coming up. The shift is on. Shortstop Paul Janish over to the right of second base. Fields the ground ball, flipping to Chris Davis as Lorenzo Cain does a nice job of kind of getting out of the way so he can't be tagged. Kind of you know making Baltimore make a quick decision on what they want to do at that point by kind of pausing in between first and second. And you know what happened. They throw to first to get him out. Davis guns down to second. Low Cain slides around the tag. At the same time, Ben Zobris comes in to score. And then after a Kendrys Morales walk, Mike Moustakis ropes the single to left field, scoring Cain. That's two big runs. Uh, largely and you know entirely pretty much due to Lorenzo Cain's base running tonight. So that with Morales, couple of walks, 14 home runs on the season for him now. And the fact that the Royals walked six times tonight, let's not lose that. We talk about patience and plate discipline here, uh, you know, quite a bit. And six walks from the Royals is obviously a rare thing for one game. It's a rare thing for a lot of teams for one game. But the Royals did it tonight. Esky walks. Two from Ben Zobrist, who is a ridiculous on-base machine. Man, I know maybe it's sample size with him just a few weeks now, but man, don't you want to see him re-sign next year in some capacity? You know, he will be, what, going into his age 35 year and so on and so forth, and that's you know a different conversation for a different day, considering you do have to pay Omar Infante for two more years, so it's going to be tough to put him at second base next year, and you want to re-sign Alex Gordon, but you know there'll be an opening and right with Alex Rios departing. So and possibly other places on the field as well if you want to make a trade or whatever. So anyway, just something to think about for a different day. But Zobra's two walks tonight. It's been amazing. Two, like I said, from Kendrys, and then a walk from Moose as well. Nice job by the offense. Three runs on six hits. It wasn't their best night ever, but the six walks on top of the of the six hits and getting it done when they had to. A tip of the cap to the Royals this evening. Now, pitching-wise, Danny Duffy, not the most pitch-efficient outing he's ever had, but still a pretty darn good outing from Duff. He threw 91 pitches in five and two-thirds got the job done, allowing two runs on five hits. Walked two, struck out five. 
Overall, good outing from Duffy. Not great, but good outing. And let's make sure, we, we, you know, we talked at length about this last night about Franklin Morales and Luke Hochaver. Let's make sure, once again, to give some more love to Luke Hochaver again this evening. He comes in on that sixth inning as Danny Duffy departs. Two on and two outs. Runners at the corners. Royals clinging to a one-run lead. Gets behind in the count, three and one, and then is able to get Caleb Joseph on a little looping liner to Alex Rios in right field. Some poetic justice for Caleb Joseph, kind of talking trash on Twitter about the Royals last October during the World Series, how the luck was going to run out. Okay. Well, nice job there, buddy. After that, you see an inning and a third scoreless from Kelvin Herrera. He allowed one hit but struck out two, and then the waiter, full effect, one, two, three in the ninth of a couple of Ks. Continues to be filthy. Davis looked really strong tonight, by the way. Not that he hasn't all year, but there was a few outings in there where, you know, for Davis standards, from the last two years of Davis, you thought, wow, this guy looks almost human, but not, you know, back tonight, he looked, you know, inhumane again with how he treated the Baltimore hitters with those pitches he had tonight, the assortment. So a nice win by the Royals. Needed to get at least two in this series. You wanted three, and you feel pretty damn good now about your chances of getting three out of four. Now, let's preview the next couple of games here. Coming into this series, I did predict, you know, predict three out of four. I said the Royals would win games two and three, and they would split games one and four. Well, they won game one. They won game two. I believe they'll win tomorrow as well. And then I believe, just like I said, you know, the Royals are red hot right now, but Baltimore is due to win a game at some point. They're in a huge slide right now. So Baltimore probably gets game four. We'll call three out of four in this series. I'll stick by my original prediction, even though I think it's very possible the Royals could sweep. But we'll, we'll give Baltimore one of the next two, but not tomorrow. I don't think so. Although Baltimore's most consistent starter goes tomorrow in Wei, you know, Wei-Yin Chen, who's 7-6, and six, a 3-1-3 three, three for Wei-Yin Chen. Taking on Johnny Cueto, 2-2, two and two, a 3 0 since coming over to KC. Now, Chen, when I say most consistent, has definitely been that in the month of August. We you know, went over Miguel Gonzalez and, and the different guys, you know, Jimenez and, and the different guys, the Royals, we'll see Chris Tillman. Pretty much the entire Baltimore rotation has been getting lit up in the month of August, but not Chen. He is 2-0 with a 259, coming off six innings of one-run ball against the Twins in his last outing. Now, Cueto, speaking of, you know, human, we talked about Wade Davis basically not being a human for several years now. You know, Johnny Cueto proved he was human on Friday night in Boston. 13 hits in six innings, six runs, although like we detailed on and on since then, you know, you could definitely argue a couple of those runs were due to shoddy defense behind him. Errors not being called, a double play that should have been turned that you can't call an error on because you can't assume, you know, assume a double play, and the extra pitches from having to throw and the lineup being different. I mean, you got to figure a couple of those runs don't happen. But again, we're not going to make a whole bunch of excuses here for that. So, you know, whatever. But the point being, I would definitely put money on Johnny Cueto tomorrow. Bouncing back in that outing against Chen. I, I like the Royals a lot tomorrow. I do. I think offensively, they'll be able to take Chen to the opposite field, wear him down tomorrow. I'll take in, in the afternoon, in the matinee game on Thursday, I'll take Tillman over Ventura. Not because I think Tillman's better, because he's not. but Not because not I think Tillman has the upside, because he doesn't. Just because, like I said, things even out a little bit in baseball. And a good chance that the Royals win again tomorrow, you see kind of a quote-unquote Sunday afternoon lineup on Thursday. Tillman is nine and eight, a four five one. Ventura eight and seven, four six four. So very similar stats as far as win loss and ERA goes. Like I said, not stuff, not upside. You know, pretty much ends there. But Tillman, a former 49th round draft pick of the Mariners back in 06. 5-6-3 in the month of August, going along with Baltimore pitchers being hit hard out of the rotation in three starts. 5-6-3 for him. Last outing, though, was better. Six and two thirds, three runs and four hits against the Twins. And Ventura, let's just talk about him again. 
five starts and his last five, I should say, he's 3-0 with a 4-0-6. And his last three outings, I love saying these stats. I just love saying these out loud. So I'm going to say them twice for you. 1-4-2 ERA in Ventura's last three outings, 19 innings, 21 Ks. 1-4-2 in his last three outings, 19 innings, 21 Ks for Mr. Ventura. So a lot to look forward to. I look like you know, like I said, I look for the Royals to split these next two and get the three out of four overall. Now, a couple of interviews to kind of preview here for you on Clubhouse Conversation. Number one, we do have Ryan O'Hearn will be joining us tomorrow at Wilmington. 25 combined home runs between Lexington and the graveyard that is the Carolina League as he's currently with the Blue Rocks. O'Hearn joins us tomorrow. I'll be looking for that early afternoon-ish here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have another current player coming up very soon from the 25-man Royals Major League roster at the moment. And we have Jimmy Campanis will join us on Thursday. And I, I recorded this interview a few days ago. You must listen to this one. It's over an hour long from an original Royal in 69 and 70. His his uh, his dad was the you know the GM of the Dodgers for 20 years. Actually traded him to the Royals. Kind of a funny story. Great stories. We talk about about a dozen guys who are no longer with us who have passed away that he played with. Gives detailed stories and all these guys. It's amazing what his memory is, by the way. Talk about his times here in KC. How much he loved it. Just trust me. You'll want to listen to this interview. It's 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 great. The stories from Jimmy Campana, it's like I just sat there thinking, man, this is just so cool hearing him tell these stories. Like, how lucky am I and how lucky are we to get these stories? So look forward to sharing that with you coming up on Thursday. Have yourself a great night, by the way. Take care. And, and, and as always, would love to hear from you on Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse. It's Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes and hear through the site as well. Until next time, have a great night. Take care and go Royals.